The Barefoot Lawyer Reports is proud to announce the publication of a research paper from the Center for Human Rights. It addresses the establishment of illegal policing and surveillance stations by the Chinese Communist Party in America and other countries. To read this research paper, go to catholic.edu chr and go to our research and analyses page. Welcome to another edition of Barefoot Lawyer Podcast. I'm William Saunders, Director of the Center for Human Rights at the Catholic University of America. And Chen Guangchen is the Barefoot Lawyer for whom these podcasts are named, and he's a distinguished fellow with us. Uh, today, I'm talking with Brandon Showalter, who was one of the prize winners in the uh, contest we had, essay contest, to write about um, the situation in China today the kind of government they have, and kind of compare it to Western democracies and reflect on all of that. So Brandon was also a student in my Master of Human Rights program. Uh, he was an outstanding student in the program. If you're interested in that program, you can find it at our website, catholic.edu slash chr for Center for Human Rights. So catholic.edu slash CHR. You can also find there more information about Guangchen, and you can find other things and events uh, there. But today, like I said, I want to talk to Brandon. So Brandon, welcome. Hi, Dr. Saunders. It's good to be with you today. So Brandon, tell us tell us about your essay. Um, yeah, I'll just bounce that to you. Tell us about your essay. Well, I was particularly inspired to write about uh, the theme that I did. Uh, following the prompt, of course, about human rights abuses in China and comparing it to uh, the American Constitutional Republic, uh, particularly because of my interest in uh, theological anthropology. And I could think of no better way to sort of weave that in than by revisiting Centesimus Annus, which is Pope John Paul's famous encyclical written on the 100th you know, anniversary of Rerum Novarum. Uh, and he had a lot to say about the dignity of every human being um, and how you view the human person as an image bearer of God. And I think when you when you get that fundamental question wrong and you design a governance structure around it, as I believe the Chinese Communist Party has done, uh, his phrase was, John Paul's phrase was an anthropological error, where the human being is, to quote him, quote, to re reduce to a series of social relationships and a concept of the person as the autonomous subject of moral decision disappears, the very subject whose decisions build the social order. And so my essay sort of reflects upon uh, how so many of the CCP's atrocities are predicated on that crucial anthropological error. Uh, okay, so so Brandon, Brandon, let's hold up just for one second, because uh, so for those listening, uh, and some may not be Catholics, uh, some uh, may be Catholics who aren't aware of the encyclical tradition or haven't read it. But as you're saying, Centesimus Annus is one of the most important ones written. It was written by John Paul II. Uh, it's a hundred years since the beginning of the modern encyclical tradition. So anybody listening, you can go online, you can find it, uh, and you can read it. And it, you know, I think I agree with Brandon that it's a brilliant, um, it's a brilliant encyclical. And I think for people listening, they should they should stop and just uh, think, when was it written? It was written in 1991. 
That was two years after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the collapse of communism in Europe, something that uh, many, many, many intelligent, thoughtful people thought would not happen, if at all, for another hundred years. But John Paul II went to Poland, even though the communists didn't want him to come, and the people wanted uh, religion, and I think that was the crack that brought down the Berlin Wall. So what he's doing in Centesimus Annus is, here we are, we have, we've just kind of defeated communism in Europe. Um, what, how do we build a society? And um, we face a similar threat today, right, Brandon? I mean, some people think Chinese Communist Party can, can never be defeated, that it's going to be there forever. But just the existence of Centesimus Annus tells us to the contrary. Absolutely. And if my memory is correct, the Poles in Warsaw uh, cried out actually from the, the famous plaza, uh, who's, which the name of which escapes me at the moment, but they cried out, we want God, we want God. Uh, another phrase in this amazing encyclical, and I agree with you that it's brilliant, uh, is that he understood, uh, Pope John Paul II wrote that Marxism, you know, promised to, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, eradicate the need for God from the human heart, but in so doing, threw so many hearts into turmoil. He fundamentally understood that human beings are made for God, and that to try to erase that you know, aspect to from human personhood, uh, one only creates disaster when you try to do that. And to, to your point about the CCP, uh, yes, it looks impossible. Possible uh, for it, the behemoth that it is, for it to ever uh, be dismantled. But with God, my Bible tells me nothing is impossible. And so, in the same way that people thought that the Soviets would last forever, uh, no, the CCP, I, I very much believe it could one day come down. I know that Chen Guangcheng believes that it needs to be permanently dismantled, that it, it's nothing, you can't make peace with it. Uh, the timing is, I guess we'll have to just wait on that. Um, but I think there, especially, I, I wrote about this in my essay as well. When, when the COVID lockdown, they happened all over the world in many nations, China's policies were particularly draconian. And it wasn't so long ago that when, when, a, uh, when a building caught fire in the, uh, uh, in a, where there's a heavy Uyghur Muslim population, uh, in Urukmi, I think I'm pronouncing that right, uh, the building caught fire and they shut the people in. And as a result of that, there were nationwide protests that emerged. And it was so profound that people compared it to the Tiananmen Square protests, you know, decades ago. So mm -hmm. there is, I think, a, a boiling desire for freedom that's brewing in the hearts of the Chinese people. Uh, and so you just never know what might uh, what might emerge. Uh, you know, Pope John Paul going to, to Poland was a key instrumental event in the dethroning of communism in Europe. We'll see what happens in China. Uh, nothing is impossible. Uh, it, it is entirely possible for the CCP to be dismantled. So Brandon, Brandon say just a, a word or two more about how this, the government in China is built around this anthropological error that John Paul II was talking about. Well, I think that at, at base, what it is, it's, it is the Chinese Communist Party, uh, their great error, as you say, as I'm at, and as I argue in my essay, is fundamentally anthropological. Uh, it is a notion of the human person that is central to the Communist Party's vision that is, I believe, from the starting point, 
flawed. Uh, it reduces the human being to an economic commodity, um, and there is no recognition of its inherent dignity that human beings have, as, as Christian, I believe, that we have inherent dignity because we are made in God's image. Um, the founders of the United States, though they were certainly flawed and, you know, slavery and the oppression of Black people is our, it's a great stain on our history. They did understood, you know, and it's self-evident even in our Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal and the human person is, every human person is, is a, a unique, valuable member of society. Uh, Pope John Paul understood this, but the CCP uh, rejects that premise. And so their entire system is designed around this view of the human person where they are basically treated as numbers. Uh, uh, I think borrow a phrase from Margaret Thatcher as, as numbers in a state computer. Um, there's no recognition of uh, their, their inherent dignity. And as, as and to underline the point, um, the one child policy that has only very recently come to an end uh, it, that where they would either forcibly abort a second pregnancy and then sterilize other people so that they didn't produce more. Uh, Stephen Mosher, I cite him in the piece in my essay, he's the president of the Population Research Institute. He estimates that the Chinese communist regime has prevented an estimated 400 million births and that Chinese people will effectively see their entire family tree with all the branches shorn away. And they've, they've killed off half of two generations. And so even though in 2015, as I as I mentioned, when they announced an end to the one-child policy, uh, and they, they they now allow more people to have more children, uh, they, have, they still have such blatant disregard for every human being. The fact that you are going to limit uh, people's ability to reproduce shows just how how, how hollow your one's regard is for, for humanity. Um, and of course, they treat their their minority populations terribly. Uh, the Uyghur Muslims are heavily persecuted, as are the Falun Gong, other minority religions. We, we know about the persecution of Christians that goes on in, in China. But this is all I argue in my essay, and I still very much believe that this is rooted in their very toxic, colossally flawed anthropology that a human being does not have inherent worth, and they are simply just a commodity to be managed. I think that that's really brilliant insight because I, I think that the problem with communism is that it sees people only as some economic uh, unit right. and, um, and as something that doesn't have inherent dignity. So uh, Lenin, for instance, in, in the Soviet Union, I mean, his his whole idea was people were like uh, gadgets or, or clogs. If you, right. if you lost one, you replaced another. It didn't matter. But right. perspective, the human rights perspective, John Paul's perspective, your perspective, my perspective, Wang Chen's perspective is each person matters. You can't take one person's life because you say you're going to build paradise. As you as you uh, make clear by pointing to Centesimus Annus, uh, John Paul II shows you're not going to build paradise uh, on earth. You have to respect the dignity of the person. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent with that, um, and I think that's I think that's the prophetic power of that encyclical, and it did come at just the right time in history, as as you mentioned, the Berlin Wall had fallen and communism was being dismantled across Europe. Um, that was the message for the hour that every human person has inherent dignity, and no one, no governmental authority, ever has the right to violate that in such a fundamental way. Well, I think people listening. Um 
again, if they if you want to learn more generally, you can go to our website, catholic.edu front slash chr. But also Brandon is a reporter and he writes for the Christian Post and for other publications. And you can see uh, what a great student he was and what you should follow him and, you know, benefit from his insights into various things. Um, and if you are interested in the master's program, you can shoot us an email. We have an email uh, on the uh, website and we'll we'll get in touch with you. Brandon, any final things you'd like to say? Well, I think that uh, what I would say is that Pope John Paul II's warning to uh, just to watch out for this kind of thing, that when we see his warning about Marxism, Marxism often, these are some toxic ideas that don't seem to die. They, they take on new forms. And it the same ideas, whether it's with race or with sexuality or with e economics, the, the, this toxic view that the human person is no more than sort of the sum total of their experiences or they're reduced to the economic condition uh, that they're in. I think it's a very, it's something that we need to continue to watch for and just watch out for as society continues. I, at the Christian Post, you mentioned I'm a journalist with the, with the Christian Post. I've been appearing in some documentaries about gender ideology, which I also believe is a grave threat to human rights. It's one that is particularly uh, afflicting the West. I was in a I was in a documentary called Dead Name, which people can still see at deadnamedocumentary.com. Uh, some of these same threats to the human person are still very much operative. And we as Christians need to heed John Paul II's warning to look out for the dignity of every human person and insist upon a standard of human rights that exalts uh, everyone's inherent worth. That has to be the foundational basis for how we approach human rights. If we forget that, we don't have anything to say. I think any standard of human rights that doesn't rightly understand the dignity of the human person uh, isn't a standard that's worth adhering to at all. And so I uh, bury yourself in the brilliance of Centesimus Annus. Those words still ring prophetically true today. It's a truly brilliant encyclical, and I just knew I had to craft my essay around that 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 work. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's timeless wisdom. It's truly timeless wisdom. Thank you, Brandon, because uh, you did a great job, and I encourage everybody to go to our webpage and read that essay as well as the other two winning essays. Again, it's catholic.edu slash chr. Also, uh, as Brandon alluded to, uh, people who stand for human rights in China are persecuted, and we have a series of, of uh, Barefoot Lawyer podcasts that we've been doing on human rights defenders in China and out of China and the kind of harassment and uh, persecution and terrible ways they've been treated. And I, I encourage people to listen to the Barefoot Lawyer, to hear some of these stories of true heroes. Uh, we can't forget them. So uh, share this uh, with your friends and colleagues. Encourage students, you know, to participate in our essay contest. The next one we have, we think it's very important for Americans to understand uh, the threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party to its own citizens and to the United States. So, uh, again, the website is catholic.edu slash chr. We'll see you next time on the Barefoot Lawyer Reports.
The Barefoot Lawyer Reports recommends our listeners check out CNBC's recent documentary titled China's Corporate Spy War, which addresses the subject of international property and technology theft by the Communist Party waged on American corporations. To learn more about this documentary, visit cnbc.com.